The one thing all fools have in common, Seneca wrote, is that they are always getting ready to live. They tell themselves they just need to get some things in place first, that they're just not feeling it yet, that they'll get to it after. What exactly? Exactly. Nothing. They never get to it. We never do. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi, and welcome to Philosopher Insights. My name's Herb Lamba. Today we're taking a look at Discipline is Destiny, The Power of Self-Control. And the author of this book is Ryan Holiday, and it's published in 2022. I want to share a number of my favorite insights, starting with Attack the Dawn, Just Work, Stimulus and Response, Focus is a Superpower, Beware of Paralysis, Stop Getting Ready to Live, Get Better Every Day, and finish it off with respecting time. So let's start with the introduction. Quote, In the first book of this series on the cardinal virtues, courage was defined as the willingness to put your ass on the line for something, for someone, for what you know you needed to do. Self-discipline, the virtue of temperance, is even more important. The ability to keep your ass in line. The ability to work hard, to say no, to train and prepare, to endure painful difficulties. Self-discipline is giving everything you have and knowing what to hold back. Is there some contradiction in this? No, only balance. Some things we resist, some things we pursue, in all without being consumed or carried away. Temperance is not deprivation, but command of oneself physically, mentally, spiritually. Demanding the best oneself, even when no one is looking, even when allowed less. It takes courage to live this way, not just because it's hard but because it sets you apart. Discipline, then, is both predictive and deterministic. It makes it more likely you'll be successful and it ensures success or failure that whatever happens, you are great. The converse is also true. A lack of discipline puts you in danger. It also colors who and what you are. No one has a harder time than the lazy. No one experiences more pain than the glutton. No success is shorter-lived than the reckless or endlessly ambitious. Failing to realize your full potential is a terrible punishment. Name someone truly great without self-discipline. Name one calamitous undoing that was not, at least in part, rooted in a lack of self-discipline. Freedom requires discipline. Discipline gives us freedom. Freedom and greatness. Your destiny is there. Will you grab the reins? End quote. Holiday addresses self-discipline in this outstanding book, the second of four in his series on the cardinal virtues. Without it, nothing is possible, and everything benefits from it. Temperance, a remarkable quality of self-control, is more important than ever. Who will be in charge of managing our emotions, impulses, and behaviors if we never learn how to do it ourselves? The ongoing quest for self-mastery is, should we choose to accept it, our greatest battle in life. Therefore, discipline is destiny. It will establish your capabilities and fundamental character. Is it something you have? In a world full of people lost in life's distractions, those that choose to master self-discipline have a huge competitive advantage. 
I love Ryan Holiday's work, and I am honored to be able to share a handful of my favorite insights from this book. So let's begin. Insight number one, Attack the Dawn. Quote, of course, it's not exactly fun to wake up early. Even the people who have reaped a lifetime of benefits from it still struggle with it. You think you're not a morning person? Nobody is a morning person. But at least in the morning, we are free. There's a reason CEOs hit the gym early. They still have willpower then. There's a reason people read and think in the morning. They know they might not get time later. There's a reason coaches get to the facility before everyone else. They can get a jump on the competition that way. Be up and doing. While you're fresh, while you can, grab that hour before daylight. Grab that hour before traffic. Grab it while no one is looking, while everyone else is still asleep. Yet here we are, still hitting the snooze button on our alarms. Here we are wasting the most productive hours of the day, choosing to reject these moments before the interruptions, before the distractions, before the rest of the world gets up and going too. End quote. I remember a number of years ago as I started to read more books and listen to the most successful people I admire. I spotted a definite pattern that was undeniable. Every single person had a solid morning routine. I made a decision to start building one. It wasn't easy in the beginning, but now some years later, it remains the highlight of my day. I am writing the sentence of the podcast script at 5.22 a.m. on a Saturday morning, sitting in the same place I always do to write. The magic of the morning is it allows you to create before you react. Everything I do in the morning is important to me, and I make it happen before I have to react to the needs of others. It may be challenging in the beginning to consistently execute your routine, but once it's established, trust me, you will never go back to hitting the snooze button and wasting the most precious time of your day. Insight number two, just work. Quote, today we are more apt to talk about work than lose ourselves in it. We like to make a big show of it on social media. We spend a lot of money acquiring the right tools or setting up a fancy office. Getting down to it every day. That sounds like torture. Sometimes it is torture. Some ask, what is the reward for all this labor? They are incorrect if they think it's awards and fame and weeks on the bestseller list. Others want a guarantee. If I put in my 10,000 hours, then I'll get a job. Then I'll be able to go pro. Then I'll be rich. Nope. That's not how it goes. Always and forever, the reward is the work. It is the joy itself. It is torture and also heaven. Sweaty, wonderful salvation. Decide who you want to be, the Stoics command us, and then do that work. Will you be recognized for it? Maybe, but that will be extra. End quote. What makes that passage so powerful is it seems so illogical to most people. Society teaches us that success is defined by the job title, the amount of money you earn, or the size of the house you live in. So how do you train your mind to think differently? I believe the only way to reframe success is to focus on the person you are becoming in the process of committing to the work. Quote, We don't get anywhere in this life without work, but we can get somewhere magical when we do the kind of work that doesn't even feel like work. When we follow the excitement that gets us in the harness, that gets us out in the fields, when we follow the urge to get moving and get at it. End quote. Insight number three, stimulus and response. Quote, we know that between every stimulus and its response, every piece of information and our decision, there is a space. It's a brief space to be sure, but one with room enough to insert our philosophy. Will we use it? Use it to think. Use it to examine. Use it to wait for more information. 
Or will we give into first impressions, to harmful instincts and old patterns? The pause is everything. The one before, jumping to conclusions, prejudging, assuming the worst, assigning blame, and turning away in fear. Don't let fear or anxiety or prejudice decide. Don't let your temper decide. Let your temperament take over. Or rather, let the temperament you're striving to have, that you know your position demands, do its work. End quote. Stimulus response is one of the most powerful lessons I learned in the Optimized Coach program in 2019. Put simply, we have the freedom to choose our response to any given situation. In that magical space between stimulus and response lies our growth and our freedom. It takes practice, but if you want to grow and step into the next best version of yourself, you must leverage the power you have every day to do away with the default response and choose the optimal one. Insight number four, focus is a superpower. Quote, in a world of distraction, focusing is a superpower. People say they're focused, but then their phone rings. They get distracted. They get tired. They try to multitask. They don't actually have the discipline to truly lock into something. It's just a fact. The muses never bless the unfocused. And even if they did, how would they notice? Epictetus reminds us that when you say, I'll get serious about this tomorrow, or I'll focus on it later, what you're really saying is, today I'll be shameless, immature, and base. Others will have the power to distress me. End quote. We live in a world where everyone needs to recognize focus as a superpower and then do everything they can to improve their ability to focus on what's truly important, not just on Mondays, but every hour of every day. One of my favorite strategies to ensure I focus on my number one priority is to combine the early morning with time blocking. I put on some focus music, I sit down in the same place every day, and I block 50 minutes where I execute my number one priority for that day. I try to use 50-minute time blocks, but I started with 15-minute blocks for the win early on. I found it very difficult in the beginning to stay focused on one thing for more than 15 minutes, but I just kept improvising and persisting until I reached my target of a 50-minute time block. In The One Thing by Gary Keller, he says, quote, Most people think there's never enough time to be successful, but there is when you block it. Time blocking is a very results-oriented way of viewing and using time. It's a way of making sure that what has to be done gets done. Time blocking harnesses your energy and centers it on your most important work. It's productivity's greatest power tool, end quote. I use time blocking to improve my ability to focus. I went from scatterbrained to super focused when I needed to be. Focus is a muscle, and what I discovered is it can be built with practice. Just commit to the daily discipline of engaging in a time block of focus time every day. Insight number five, beware of paralysis. Quote, as they say, another way to spell perfectionism is P-A-R-A-L-Y-S-I-S, paralysis. An obsession with getting it perfect misses the forest for the trees, because ultimately the big miss of all is failing to get your shot off. What you don't ship, what you're too afraid or strict to release, to try is by definition a failure. It doesn't matter the cause, whether it was from procrastination or perfectionism. The result is the same. You didn't do it. The Stoics remind us we can't abandon a pursuit because we despair of perfecting it. Not trying because you're not sure you can win. You're not sure whether everyone will love it. There's a word for that too. Cowardice. End quote. 
I have no doubt that perfectionism will leave you paralyzed and create a barrier between who you are today and who you want to be in the future. Perfectionism is built on unrealistic expectations, rumination, need for approval, fear of failure, and self-doubt. Quote, Perfect is not just the enemy of the good, as they say, but it's the enemy of everything that might come after. If you get stuck, your potential does too. This is why finishing is itself an achievement, an act of monumental discipline that must happen. End quote. Remember, it's important to hold high standards for yourself, but at the same time, remember that you will never be perfect, and nothing you will do will reach that unattainable status. It's time to call out perfectionism for what it really is. Fear. You ruminate, you keep rewriting, you postpone, you quit at the last mile. All of these behaviors are driven by your fear. Insight number six. Stop getting ready to live. Quote, just as days are made of mornings, lives are made of days. To procrastinate at any time, day or night, young or old, to push it until later is a loser's game. The one thing all fools have in common, Seneca wrote, is that they are always getting ready to live. They tell themselves they just need to get some things in place first, that they're just not feeling it yet, that they'll get to it after. What exactly? Exactly. Nothing. They never get to it. We never do. You need to be smarter than that, more disciplined than that. To paraphrase the Stoics, you could be good now. Instead, you choose tomorrow. Fools are too weak, too scared, too ill-disciplined for this, which is a problem for them, but an opportunity for you because it's here that you'll win. They'll be delaying, you'll be pulling ahead. But only if you start now. I just love everything about that insight, probably because I see myself in it. Some people are on a speedboat to success. Some people are paddling their way quietly every day. I felt like for years I hopped in the boat, but it had no motor, no sail, and I had no oars. I was waiting to start living, and I had no idea what I was waiting for because all my reasons to not start the journey were bogus at best. You only have so many tomorrows, so I would urge you to choose today. Insight number seven, get better every day. Quote, it has been said that Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback in history, the youngest and the oldest to win a Super Bowl, isn't obsessed with winning. That's not what he focuses on. He's obsessed with improving the accuracy of his touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. He's obsessed with getting a little bit faster at releasing the football. He's not willing to stay the same, even though that same is very consistently the best in the league. The process of getting better, that's his drug. If the first step is just showing up, committing to doing something each day, then the next step is finding something to focus on getting better at each day. Think about it. Most people don't even show up. Of the people who do, most don't really push themselves. So to show up and be disciplined about daily improvement, you are the rarest of the rare, end quote. It is amazing when you think about what Tom Brady has accomplished, and yet he strives every single day to get better. His achievements may never be matched, but he refuses to rest and accept that his best is behind him. James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, highlights the power of just getting 1% better each day. Please take time to listen to episode 8 of the podcast for the full details about the power of getting just 1% better every day. Here's the short story. You are 37 times better in just one year, but the compounding impact of getting 1% better every day for 10 years 
results in a number that doesn't even fit on the calculator. Insight number eight, respect time. Quote, take a minute to think about how you spent the last year, the last month, the last week, the last day. Think about how much of it was wasted, how much of it was half-assed, how much of it was spent in reaction to things out of your control. And even if you have decent results to show for this time, still, you could have done better. We all could have. The moments between the moments we let pass by, the things we did lazily and had to do again, the things we agreed to that we shouldn't have, we could have all done those things better, except we can't. There is simply no escaping the fact that those moments are gone forever, that you will never get that time back, end quote. I know this seems so obvious and apparent, but it's vital to be conscious of how you are wasting and disrespecting your time. You were granted a second chance when you woke up this morning, and you will continue to receive this opportunity each time you wake up going forward. My best advice for anyone that wants to shine a light on where they spend their time is to run a time audit. Audit every minute of the day for seven days, and it will paint a very clear picture for you. One you can use to make improvements and ultimately give time what it deserves, your respect. That concludes the insights I wanted to share from Discipline is Destiny. And as I say with many of the books I share on this podcast, I barely scratch the surface of the wisdom Ryan Holiday has packed into this book. If the insights I have shared today stir something up inside you, then please give yourself the pleasure of reading the book. Make discipline a priority in 2023 and make discipline your destiny. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lamba. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To go deeper with me, you can register for free at www.philosopherinsights.com for instant access to a growing library of Philosopher Insights, which are 8 to 10 page PDFs, plus 20 minute MP3s that break down my favorite insights from the world's best personal development books. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook at Optimal Herb. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.